You guys are back. The Life of an Average Joe podcast. I'm Brandon Navera. Excited to uh, be here as always. Drinking some coffee, uh, water. Had a good workout this morning. I've got less than a month to the big D climb. And I'm excited about that. You know, it's been about four years since I've done this big D climb for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And you can check out my donation page uh, right on the Life of an Average Joe podcast.com. Or you can go to any of my social media outlets. Uh, it's been something I've enjoyed to do. This is at the Comerica building in Dallas. So uh, it's a big climb straight up. You've seen these. They've done them in Chicago, New York. And uh, this is, uh, I think it's 82, 80 flights. I don't know. It's a lot of flights of stairs. And um, we're going straight up. Now, my goal is to beat my time from about four years ago, which was about 18 minutes. Uh, 18 and a half. I, I, I don't want to say I want to beat it. I want to say I want to get to it. Because I haven't done in a while, I, and I'm aged and, and whatever, but I have been training hard. So I did a lot of training today, and I'm getting there. I'm, I'm shaving off about a minute and a half, almost two full minutes. Um, it just fluctuates. But I think the day of the, the actual competition, I'll be ready to go. It's me and another guy, Jay, who was uh, one of my regulars at Applebee's. Yes, I, I worked there. It's in the book. By the way, details on that coming up. Um, look for that in the next week to be able to pre-order uh that being said excuse me we became friends and uh this is his second time doing the climb i believe with me so i'm excited i hope he's ready i've already talked to him though i'm like look do you want me to wait with you like like we can run together up the stairs or do you want me to just go because i'm on a mission but if he's one of those people that's like, man, I just need you to be there, I'll do it. I'll sacrifice my own thing, you know, my time and my ego to be there. And he's like, nah, just take off. So I'm going to take off <laughs> and come back down for him if I have to. No man left behind on this climb. Let me take a sip, guys. Mm. I made that coffee excellent today. Excellent today. Anyway. So this episode has been fun, um, and I wasn't sure. This was one of those episodes where, you know, like, you write an idea down, and you're like, hey, I'm gonna, maybe I'll go back to it. And then I did an episode about writing where I talked about the book and my love for English, and I had one of my old teachers, Steve. All right, Steve, this is for you, man. Um, <clears throat> you know, comment on my, uh, somewhere, I don't know, and said, hey, don't you mean science is one of your favorites? Because he was my science teacher. And I gave him a hard time. He's like, well, I expect to hear something about science. So I started thinking about other school stories besides, you know, me skipping class or, you know, whatever else I did in school that'll come up in this podcast um, or in the lifetime of this podcast, I should say. And I was thinking about field trips. I don't even know. And I, I don't even know if they do field trips anymore. I, I remember... Not too long ago, this is before my son was born, 
and his sisters had a couple field trips, but they almost had options not to go. Like if they didn't have to go to the field trip, some were mandatory, but others weren't. Um, they had to do an assignment, but they could stay home. And a lot of times they just chose to stay home. And I was like, you guys are lazy, man. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of the field trips did suck. They sounded horrible, but some of them sounded interesting. I'm like, bro, you're out of school. You get some lunch, you get to hang out with your peeps. Like you don't have to do any work. You still get off early. And they were like, no, I just want to stay home. I'd rather do this assignment. And I'm like, ew. I think that's like a testament to pretty much the generations of robotic laziness children that are in the world right now, in my opinion. And that's all that matters is my opinion. So, um, God, I got to take this coffee again. This is the coffee from Green Day. I'm going to talk about this one day. It's really good. Anywho, so I was thinking about field trips, and I don't know. I know there's a lot of legalities, a lot of ways that they do field trips now or they have over the years. They couldn't do them like back in the day. I started to go back and, and look at all of my favorite field trips or places I've gone. And I know I talked about fifth grade camp and that doesn't count. You know, <laughs> that was a field trip, but that was, that was a unique, I mean, just a very unique situation that they don't even do anymore, do anymore. So, I mean, the fact that I got to go to fifth grade camp was amazing, but I was thinking about more things back home. And we did some things like that. Like one of the big ones was going to the Detroit Zoo. And I'm not a zoo guy. I'm not. Matter of fact, we got an episode of Trash Talk coming up where I talk about zoos uh, with Stuart Sachs and my buddy Nick Luck, uh, which you can catch him on some of my shows. And then, of course, his podcast um, as well. And just go ahead and click the links on that. I've got all the links listed for that. We talk about zoos. I am not a big fan of zoos. Now, it's not to say there aren't some amazing zoos out there in the world. I've been to some. Matter of fact, Ohio has a great zoo. I think it's the Toledo Zoo, maybe Cincinnati. Hmm. God, this is good coffee. There's not much good in Ohio, but the zoo is really amazing. And there's other ones. I've been to the Dallas Zoo a couple times. It's okay. It's overpriced. It's okay. Now, I've been to the Fort Worth Zoo. It's much nicer, smaller, but nicer. And I liked it. But the Detroit Zoo has struggled. Oh my God. Like everything connected to Detroit. First of all, it's not even in Detroit. So the Detroit Zoo is not even in Detroit. I mean, that, that's, that's the city for you, right? That's, that's the history of Detroit. That just tells you what goes on there. It's in technically like Royal Oak which is about 30 minutes north of the city, I think. Uh, and I say 30 because give or take traffic. I, I know exactly where it is, of course. But yeah, it's, it's about 30 minutes there. And it's had numerous renovations over the years. But it's also had things that they've been working on since I lived in Michigan that aren't done yet. Like the penguin exhibit. Like, okay, we went there... I don't know how many years ago before my son was born, and, and I couldn't stand it. I felt like it was run down, dilapidated. I felt bad for the animals, whatever. But we used to go there quite a bit when we were in school, and that was a frequent flyer field trip from elementary school even into middle school. And sometimes we got to go. I remember this one particular year 
we got to go kind of behind the scenes at the zoo. It wasn't just, let's go in the zoo, here's your little group, go write about some animals, take some pics, blow off the day type thing. We actually got to go a little behind the scenes and we were divided in groups. And I think I was in sixth grade when this happened, I believe. Because I remember going into middle school, it was after fifth grade camp, and I want to believe it was sixth grade. And we took a bus. This was, you know, we all got on the bus, crappy old bus, and drove to the Detroit Zoo, which was not in Detroit. <laughs> and we had to pair off in groups. Now, <clears throat> we could sign up for specific groups, but the teachers ultimately had the way to go. They were ultimately telling us which group we were going to go in. And I was in a pretty good group. I remember being with my couple buddies, uh, my buddy Lance, we were called Ziggy. Um, Brownie was there and, you know, some of the guys that I hung out with back at the fifth grade camp, you know, we all rolled out together and we got stationed to the, uh, not the, I wanted the reptile house. I always been fascinated with reptiles and snakes and gators and lizards and all that. I just like them. I just think they're fascinating creatures. They're creepy, but I like them. But we got by the turtles, the tortoises, which are not in the reptile house, obviously. Um, they're because they're huge. And I forgot what else. I want to say it was some stupid bird. But anyway, what was really cool about it was we got to feed them. We got to see, we got to learn about them, those specific tortoises, to see how old they were. We got to learn about what they ate, um, how long they typically live. We got to feed them. We got to bathe them, like, you know, like, clean them and stuff it was really awesome actually and you know you're in that stage when you're in sixth grade where you're like I don't want let, I don't want to let everybody know that this is cool but this is really cool <laughs> and but I, I think everybody in the group had to admit I mean you've got a tortoise that's like you know 50 years old walking up to you and you're feeding it carrots and celery and lettuce and then you get to bathe it, and they just look so happy. They're just like grumpy, happy men. Like, they, they, like seriously, their little tortoise faces look like grumpy, but kind of happy old dudes, which I hope I'm that way when I get older. I want to be like a tortoise. Some days I move like a tortoise. Although, okay, sidebar, those tortoises don't move as slow as you think. They move pretty fast. Now, I say that because I saw them literally tortoise run over to their food. Um, and I was, it was way faster than I, than I, can ex, than I could ever imagine. Now, <clears throat> the reason they live so long is because they don't move fast and they conserve a lot of energy um, and their protection. But because they have a lot of predators, but they really don't. When they get to be that certain size, there's, there's not like these massive predators out there that are trying to kill these turtises. I mean, think about it. An alligator, but you got to break through that shell. Crocodile, a lion's like, bro, nah. I mean... Uh, a lion's knock. Tortoise goes in a shell. He's like, dude, get away. Not to mention, if a tortoise gets its little like mouth on you, dude, the pressure that it can put on you. And they're not aggressive, but they got to protect themselves. It can snap a limb. So they don't have a lot of enemies. They chill. They mind their own business. And they conserve that energy so they live longer. And I was fascinated by it. I'm like, these guys are so cool. I kind of want a tortoise. Actually, there's a guy, Evan Andrews, that I follow. <laughs> Shout out to Evan. Um, he, a uh, local weather guy, actually, and uh, he's got tortoises. 
and he always posts pictures of him on Twitter, and we get in a little conversation about him. I think at some point in my life, I'm going to have a tortoise, but I digress. And then we got to go look at other animals, like behind the scenes, like their little, I, I hate to say their, their hospital, but their hospital where they take care of animals that get injured or get sick. And I thought that was really cool. That was probably by far my best experience, not only at a zoo, but at the Detroit Zoo. And that was a classic field trip. Some of the other times we just went and and just saw and looked at the animals and whatever, and we had to like write about them. I mean, just, you know, or I don't even know. Sometimes there was no reason for us going. I'll be honest with you. I think teachers were just like, oh, we're allowed to go to the zoo. Let's get out of here and let's go to the zoo. And that's what we would do. Some of the other field trips that we got to go on, we got to go to police stations. Uh, It was nice to be on uh, the opposite side, you know, looking in as opposed to, you know, in handcuffs. That's that's always a bonus. That was kind of cool. It's a local police station. Uh, Got to get fingerprinted. I guess they were just planning for my future. Um, So that was fun. I didn't get to get tased like in Hangover, and I don't know if I would have. That that crap, (laughs) dude. No, I'm good. Um, but we did get to get our mug shots. See, these are the things that I know that not only will schools not allow anymore because somebody's going to get butt hurt over it. I think there's so many protocols put in place at some of these places and these locations that they won't even do that anymore. But we got our mug shots. I do not have them anymore though. You ever think about that though? Like that's weird, right? Like we got our mug shots. But the class that I was in was, um, I think it was criminal justice, I think. It was some sort of criminal class. Because we also went to the 52nd District Court and got to sit in on court cases, which I thought was really cool. You know, most of them were traffic or, you know, drugs or stupid stuff like that. Um, And then we got to talk to the judges afterwards. Um, I got to hit the gavel. These are all positive. It was really fun, positive things. We had to write about it, and um, you know, we had to we had to do letters to the judges and what we learned. And I mean, that all sounds kind of to some people like, oh, you had to write a letter, but it was really educational. And those were field trips that stick out in my head. I mean, we got to go to a police station. We got to feed a tortoise. We got to go to watch like, you know, court regular everyday court cases, what these judges deal with on a daily basis, whipping through like 200 cases of like speeding tickets and you, you know, forgot to show up to pee in a cup and that sort of thing. Nothing major. We did have a fight. One was a fight. So that one lasted a little bit longer and it wasn't like a trial or anything. It was just like different hearings. So I really found it fascinating because I, there's a, there was a giant part of me that does find that fascinating. And there was a brief time in my life, and I don't know if many people know this, where I actually thought about being a lawyer. <clears throat> I know everybody's laughing, right? Because they know me now. But the idea of, <laughs> number one, being able to debate and argue is super awesome. But there was the idea of like trying, and, and this is, again, I don't think many people know this at all. I Even as a punk kid, I wanted to defend the people that couldn't have anybody to defend themselves. Meaning I wanted to be there for somebody who was in a bad situation that maybe couldn't afford anybody, couldn't take care of anybody, or didn't even know how. And I'm not talking about doing all this pro bono work, 
But I just wanted to be able, because sometimes you find yourselves in bad situations that you can't get out of. You don't mean to be in those situations, but life has a way. Maybe you made the wrong decision, but it doesn't mean you're this, you know, you're this Lex Luthor style criminal. I know from firsthand experience that sometimes you just don't, you get shafted. And I always wanted to kind of help, you know. Um, and I even like the idea of going after companies that screw people. Like, damn the man. I'm going to take him down, you know. And that was brief, and it didn't last, obviously. But So I found that very interesting. I, I really, it was a really cool field trip. But one of the other really unique places, at least back in Michigan, was the Henry Ford Museum in Greenfield Village. You want to talk about an amazing, an amazing field trip that I definitely took for granted at the time because I was, again, a punk kid, but I really enjoyed it. So they have Greenfield Village is a really, really cool place. If you're not familiar with Greenfield Village, it's got like 80 acres, okay? Um, it's huge. But you can go see the workshop where Thomas Edison was working on the light, uh, the light bulb, where the Wright brothers were learning how to fly, where the Model T was... You can actually ride in a real Model T. You can go through all these like working farms of how everything was back day. It was all about their theme is the can-do-it spirit, what America can do. And it showed all these different innovations in these different districts. It has like seven different districts, okay? So you have the first ever baseball game. Okay, and you have the first ever baseball from 1867. You have all these different, you have the farmlands, working farms. I mean, they are legitimate working farms. They sell the produce there. They sell everything. It's really cool. And then, I mean, minus some of the people that still act like they're, you know, because that's part of their gig. They got to act like that. You know, they got to act like they're living in that time frame. That got kind of annoying. But um, like you're asking where the bathroom is and they're, you know, and it was like, oh, what, what does thou mean, thy bathroom? I don't know why they talk like that. But anyway, and I'm like, bro, I got to pee. Just tell me or I'm going to go in that bush over there. Um, but they had really cool districts. They had original shops. They had a uh, craft work section. They had the junction, the railroad junction. Then they had all these little porches um, that were designed with different, I don't want to say shops, with different scenes from American history. Very cool. And and educational i mean super educational but then you also had and then there's shopping and i mean it's probably grown so much over the years but then you actually had the henry ford museum okay so the henry ford museum again if you're not a excuse me guys if you're not familiar with who henry ford is i i feel bad for you but look it up but they have the henry ford museum of american innovation and it's got everything Every type of an invention that has been that has happened throughout history, uh, science uh, related to math um, was related to cars. The car museum alone, alone, excuse me, I'm talking like an idiot. The car museum alone is one of the coolest things I've seen because I'm not the biggest car guy in the world. Although now that you know, my son is here and loves everything to do with cars, I've kind of become that guy, so to speak. Um, I'm way more interested now than I used to be. He would really like it, and maybe one day I'll take him there. Every time we've gone, it's been like COVID-type blah stuff. 
over the past couple years, so I haven't really dealt with it. But anyway, it's really cool, and we've gone there several times. Well, when you go with a field trip, which is not uncommon, I mean, we'd go and there'd be like 13 other schools there, you kind of get the VIP treatment. You get to go behind the scenes. We saw them put together, and I don't know what type of car it was, but it reminded me of like Night in the Museum, you know, when you go behind the scenes and you see them putting together all the new exhibits. We saw them putting together a new car. Now, it wasn't new. It was, you know, some old, you know, like cranker car. Um, but we got to watch them put it together and learn how they came uh, how they came to be with all these pieces. And they found these pieces of these cars. This wasn't just like made in the old days. Like they wanted to do a model. This was original. They found all these pieces from all these collectors from over 15 different states. And it took 20 years. And now they're putting it together. It was kind of amazing. It reminded me of that show. I think it's called like American Pickers when those guys go on the road and they stop at random like flea sales or flea markets, garage sales or people's houses and buy a bunch of crap. That's what it reminded me of. Because their story was, I mean, it took 20 years to find these pieces. And we got to see them put this car together. Now, we couldn't stay for the entire thing, obviously, because we had other stuff to do at Greenfield Village and all that. But we spent the entire day there. Eight, I remember eating like two meals there. It was one of the longest field trips ever. And it was great. Because again, education. Like learning, like I will look back at that and here I am now at 43 talking about that. Um, I'm still stuffy, guys. You remember when I was sick? Like six months ago? Oh, God. It's not, it's not the same sickness, but anyway, I digress. Uh, I'm just stuffy. It's just the weather. You know, like once you get through February into March, then it's like, okay, things start to, to level out, but... For some reason, man, I don't know. This this past year, I've been getting sick, whatever. Um, I feel fine, though. But it was really cool to see because, again, you're learning stuff. We learned, you know, everything to do with Henry Ford, you know, I, uh, from his start, from what he did, from what he did for the community, from what he did for, obviously, Ford as we know it today. I'm sure he'd probably roll around in his grave, but really interesting. And I, I think... To me, that's when field trips like really hit it. They hit it. They hit their target. If they can get a kid, and I don't know how old I was. I went a couple times. If they can get a kid to be interested or a teenager to be interested in something like that, when you know as much as I do that typically teenagers aren't interested in that because they're just little narcissistic monsters, um, then it's okay. It's okay. They'll, they'll grow out of it, hopefully. But... If you can do that, especially now in 2022, like I, I can't imagine, I don't even know if they can go to Greenfield Village anymore because there's so many rules and regulations on what we can do with, you know, field trips. I don't, I don't even know. I'd, I'd love to find out if there's some teachers out there. Tell me, can you guys go on field trips or are they just like a thing of the past? Like calculators or not calculators, uh, books like, you know, since everybody's on a tablet nowadays, um, but I think if you can get that kid, that one, in, you've made it. And it stuck with me now today. And I, I really enjoyed it. Even the annoying people that talked funny. I enjoyed it very much. 
we had other things too. We had other other museums. We went to the uh, Institute of Art, which I thought was really cool. Um, they had multiple exhibits in Detroit. We went there a couple times. We went to Ann Arbor, which is uh, not in Detroit. It's about 45, 50 minutes outside of the city. And we went to the University of Michigan. Ugh, I know, I'm rolling my eyes right now. Ugh, so gross. You know, it's really not a bad university, but it's gross. Um, and we got to see some other stuff there, some of their developments there in the medical field. Uh, we went to Domino's Farms, which I thought was really cool, which is the Domino's Pizza headquarters. But on the farm, they have buffalo, they have deer, they have like, it's like literally, it's a working farm, but, and they always decorate it for Christmas so you can like drive through and you've got like buffalo standing by Christmas trees. Um, they have some really cool animals there, llamas and uh, whatever those other things are that look like llamas, donkeys, and they're just Donkeys don't look like llamas, but, you know, and donkeys, I should say. And they're roaming around. So we learned about the farm side of it, and then we got pizza for lunch. Domino's Pizza. Like, that was cool. Now, again, I don't know what is going on back there in Domino's Farms, if it's there, if they do the giant uh, tree decorating for Christmas and things like that. But I remember it being really awesome because I could see it from the road and sometimes you'd be able to see the buffalo from the road. But pulling in and you're driving down this windy-like road and there's these hills and trees and all of a sudden there's like, oh, look, there's five buffalo chilling. It's just, it's a unique experience. And we got to see what they do at the farm, the working of the farm, why they do it. How they take like the milk to make the cheese. To I mean, it was really cool, man. And those are things that I think nowadays kids should be able to experience. And I say kids. I'm talking teenagers too. I don't, I think just because you're in high school, you shouldn't be able to experience these things. One of the coolest, which I know will not happen. Oh my gosh. I went with my teacher, Mr. Greaves, and... For some of you that have been following the podcast, you know he's my he's my favorite. You know, in high school, one of Steve, chill out, hang in there. I'm getting to you, brother. Um, but <laughs> Mr. Gibbs is my English teacher, so um, we uh, we did a lot of things like this. We did a lot of we did some plays, but there was the movie Amistad was coming out. We went and saw Amistad at Twelve Oaks Mall. Now, this was really cool. This was a really unique thing because it was a field trip after school, unsanctioned, which nowadays teachers would get in vast trouble for. They'd be like, oh my God, he's a creeper. Um, but we had to get our parents' permission and we had to give them the slip and obviously we had to pay for our own um, movie. Um but he provided the snacks, meaning he bought us all Coke and popcorn and, and all that. And then we had a slight, uh, small discussion afterwards. And then on the class, you know, on the next day, we would talk about it. I think we actually went on like a random Wednesday. And I think that was it. But somehow Mr. Greaves worked this out. That would never fly. Because it was, uns, you know, I guess it was uns, unsanctioned, so to, be, so to speak. But he did need permission. Like we couldn't just show up. And we went and saw Amistad. 
And it was phenomenal. And I think only five of us showed up. Number one, it's a great movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I suggest it. It was on Netflix a while ago. But we got to write a paper about it and then discuss it. I know for a fact that nothing like that would happen again. But that wasn't the first, that wasn't the last time. We also went and saw, this was before Amistad, we saw Schindler's List. We actually watched Schindler's List in school too. But we went to the movie theater to see Schindler's List. Uh, then we would go see plays. We saw Christmas Carol, or I think it was called A Christmas Story at the time. But it was, you know, Charles Dickens, Scrooge, Christmas Carol. We saw that twice. Um, I forgot what the other one was. Oh, uh, Miss, is it Miss Saigon? I think it was Miss Saigon we went and saw. And these were field trips in school. There's no way that nowadays kids are having that experience. I would never probably go see Miss Saigon on my own. But seeing it with my classmates, seeing it with my teacher, from the perspective that they wanted us to view it in, I really enjoyed it. And I'm grateful now that I can look back and say, yeah, I went and saw Miss Saigon because it was, it was amazing. Everything about it was amazing. The story, the production, everything was just really cool and surprising because, again, not my thing. But, uh, you know, I've said it. That's the theme. I don't know if kids can even do this stuff now. You know, I, I just don't think they can. One of the other things that we like to do on field trips was besides, you know, I'm not talking about just sneak away and, you know, go make out with your girlfriend. I'm talking about like ones that really I'm glad that in this day and age they stuck with me. Like that that I didn't look back at field trips as being an inconvenience or annoying like some of these kids. Um, even though at the time I may have felt that way. Like, oh, this is stupid. Now at 43, I look back and I go, oh, man, I, I enjoyed that. So Steve took us on. There we go. We're getting to Steve. All right, my science guy. And he did make science fun. Look, he made science fun. I'm going to tell you right now. He had to deal with a lot of crappy kids. He had to deal with a lot of crappy kids. I wasn't a great kid, uh, young adult at the time or whatever. Um, but I wasn't like these other punks. Um, matter of fact, I, I hope that I tried to regulate that class at at in days but um anyway we did i think we did more than one but the one that stuck out with me the most was we went to these marshlands or park or i think it was wetlands marshlands wetlands whatever and it was and we all got to drive well that was really cool you know we carpool i think i carpooled i had like three people in my car and we drove all the way down there now i it, i believe and i'm gonna make him listen to this i know he's listened to a couple of these but I believe it was in Monroe, and that could be. It, it was downriver. It was south, you know, south of where we were in Michigan. And we went to these wetlands, marshlands, and it wasn't exactly like hot out or cold out. It was just kind of eh. But we were trying to bird watch and look at different things, and they had this area where I believe they had these eagles that would nest there and definitely had hawks and it was really cool because it had all this this walking like piers there were walkways but they were through the marshlands and there were trails and they were above like the swampy area where snakes and uh frogs and fish and leeches all the good stuff were we didn't have alligators you'd have to worry about alligators in michigan although i do have a story 
and I don't know if I've done this podcast yet about us catching an alligator in Michigan. Uh, if I didn't, I'm going to. Um, we don't have them. You know, it's, look, it's too cold. Not to say they couldn't survive because, you know, the way alligators sleep, you know, in the ice and all. But they didn't have them. But this would have been the environment they would have lived in. Had this been in Florida, gators would have been in there. But, you know, dragonflies and, you know, beavers and raccoons. So we, we spent some time there. And I don't remember what the general purpose of it was other than, I think, to look at these eagles. Um, this nesting, and I, I'm going to have to ask Steve about that. But I remember going and us walking, and we had fun, and we joked around. But it was actually really cool because here was this wetland right off the highway, not too far off the highway, which is not surprising in Michigan. But this particular area is pretty well developed, actually, and it's a major highway. I think it's 275. It's a major highway. And to have this wetland and this marsh, you can't see it from the road, but you get off the highway and you go like a, like not even a mile. You go down this little side road and bam, here it is. And I remember Steve saying, this had to be fall or the tail end of winter, getting ready to go into winter. But I remember him saying, if you come out in the summertime, just how bright everything looks and the flowers and the trees and the activity from all these animals that are there. And I'm telling you, we walked this thing forever. I also think it had to do with recycling too. I don't know. Steve, I'm going to need your guidance on this. I should have got you on this podcast. Um, but it was really cool to see. And I remember the people I were with, who started off not digging it were into it. And they may have never told Steve that. And they may have never admitted that to other people. But they definitely admitted it to me and definitely admitted that to me on the way home. Um, that they dug it. And I think it was a cool experience because I think there's a lot of people, especially in that class, that don't get to see that sort of thing. That didn't grow up, even though they were in Michigan, they didn't get to grow up in that environment. They didn't go out. They didn't go to state parks. They didn't go on hikes. They didn't really deal with nature. Nature has always been cool to me. I've always liked it. I've always liked it, even though I'm a city guy, was a city guy or whatever. I've always enjoyed it. I've always got, you know, going to the lakes, going on hikes, sitting out at night at campfires, looking at the stars. Like, I love that. And I don't think anything beats that. It's such a peaceful place for me. And so when I think about that, like right now I can envision us walking around this place. It is a place actually, if, if I was in Michigan during the decent time, I, I would consider taking my son there because I think he'd get a kick out of it, you know, because there is all kinds of wildlife and it was so close to the freeway. And now I'm starting to put together what I think his purpose was. I'm going to ask him and I'll post that. I do not have any pictures. Somebody might. But I don't. But I just remember that that was another field trip. It might have been one of my last field trips I've ever been on, to be honest with you. Um, because after that, you know, they just stopped and you get out of high school and college doesn't give you field trips. I, that's not necessarily true either. I have some friends that are in college that went on some field trips. Uh, that, that really, I mean, they were like big field trips though. But we've, you, we've gone on a kayaking field trip. You had to sign a waiver. Uh, we've gone on fishing field trips. We did the clean up the river, clean up the Rouge River. Oh, the Rouge River. It's like, it's been a cleanup project since day one. And it's a huge river, by the way. But they had those 
clean up the Rouge River field trips. We did that. Um, what are some of the other field trips? Plays were big. We went to a dentist as a field trip once. I remember this. Ugh, so weird. Obviously, we didn't get any work done. Um, but he, it was literally a dentist office, and they showed us everything and talked about how important it is to brush our teeth and gave us two. And I'm like, so essentially, I just went to a dentist's office to learn how to br brush my teeth that I've been doing for, you know, years. And you gave me toothpaste and floss. Great. That wasn't an exciting field trip. Now, I had heard some of my friends that got into the medical field got to go to actually see uh, corpses at the hospital or wherever they are. And um, they were medical students, and they got to go do that. That would be cool. I don't think I want to do that because I don't want to be a medical student, obviously, but that was a cool field trip. But I'm always wondering now, are field trips something that the schools have taken away that have done more harm than good? And I know they probably, they've got to be able to still do some sort of field trip, but have they focused so much on passing those standardized testing tests and following this protocol that they have forgotten how to actually reach children and kids? Or have, like, the legalities and the lawsuits interfered with the schools that they can't do field trips anymore? You know what I mean? Like, because there's so many people out there that you're worried, like, okay, if I do this, I got to get this waiver. Could they sue me? Like, is the school just like, we're just not going to do it anymore? Because I think personally that kids need to step out of the classroom sometimes to experience what they're learning. If you're talking about science and you're talking about recycling and what it does and what it means to go to a recycling plant like let's break up the monotony of watching a video from 1983 and some captain planet cartoon and let's go to a recycling plant and learn or what about like for example obviously they're not gonna go to the movie theaters you know anymore i get that but Go to a state park. I mean, especially in places like Michigan. There are so many state parks around so that you can go look at different environments and see, you know, what type of wildlife is out there. What type of creatures are living in the water? What type of plants? What? I remember we did this. We went to Kensington, I think it was, Kensington State Park. And we had to build our own little world, okay? Our own little whatever they're called. And we built this wetland because we had to capture live something, live creatures, live animals, live... I don't know who's beeping, guys, but I'm by my window, and there's all kinds of beeping, and I'm not editing it out. So if you hear it, sorry. Um, but we had, we had to, like, you could grow plants, you could grow fungus. Well, we caught a salamander. And so we built this amazing little... I forget what they, they're called... And it had, like, everything that the salamander needed. It was beautiful. And this salamander was purple and black. I'll never forget it. And we fed it, and then we would release it into the wild. But we spent the day at Kensington Park searching and checking and, like, looking the area and examining all the different things that we could do. And we learned a lot. Like, I learned a lot about it. I learned a lot about different leaves and flowers. And then when I found the salamander, we learned what it ate, what it what kind of salamander it was. 
They don't do that anymore. They just want to show you a book and hope that you get it. And I think field trips really reach out to people and it gives people a break. I think, I think schools and teachers have gotten lazy and that's why they don't do it. Compiled with the lawsuits and all the legality nonsense, they just choose not to do it anymore. They just don't want to do it. Like, eh, forget it. Read a book. Hey, we got this video about salamanders from 1990. Here, check it out. It's on VHS. In the first 20 minutes, you can't hear it. But yeah, you'll learn everything from it. Like, that's what I feel like schools do now. But what about you guys? Do you guys remember those field trips? Did you have field trips? And were they important? Did, did they do anything? And what about people from other countries? I know I got some people that listen to other countries. Do you guys do field trips? I'd love to hear from you guys. You can always message me at the life of an average show podcast.com. Checking out the, uh, the website and swag and all that stuff. Sign up for the email list there, but drop a comment or you can check out Facebook life of an average show podcast featuring Brandon Overa. Same thing with Instagram or email the life of an average show podcast at gmail.com. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear about field trips because Going down memory lane, I know I'm going to think about different field trips. I know there's going to be field trips that pop up. I'm going to be like, oh, man, I should have talked about that. And I'm definitely going to hit up Steve and uh, find out what that place was and what we were doing there. Because I feel like it was eagles, recycling, nature, all that. I feel like it had something to do with all that. I just remember it was a really cool thing. I can envision the place now. I can see it, and I know who I was with. I even know what car I had at the time. So obviously it made an impact. So Steve, see, I did talk about you too and science. Wasn't just English. There you go. You got your, you got your award, man. Be cool. <laughs> nah, he really was a good teacher. He was a good friend too. I was a pain in the butt at the time of going through stuff, but he was a good he was a good friend. He was a good person, and uh, I definitely probably wouldn't have gotten through some of that stuff without him i'm telling you right now because some of those people in my class good god anyway that's a whole different story but thanks guys thanks for going down this quick memory lane with me i'm going to be back next week with a short story from an average joe that's right my monthly segment and guess what we're going urban exploring if you're not sure what urban exploring is check it out uh mine aren't as intense but the story about being in a trapped, or being in a trapped, <laughs> kind of, being in a house that I shouldn't be in, being trapped and hiding, a matter of life and death while we were urban exploring. Yeah, pretty, pretty fun, pretty, pretty good story. So check it out next week at the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Thank you so much. And I am out of here. <laughs>